the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. And we are thrilled to be joined by Jamie Dunlop. He is the associate pastor at Capitol Hill Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. He has a brand new book out coming next week. And here's what's really cool. He is exploring Romans 12 through 15 talking about pursuing unity in your church. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if there is a more timely message (laughs) than unity in the church right now. Really, it's about loving ones who drive you crazy. And uh, we are so excited to have Jamie with us. Love the ones who drive you crazy. That is a fantastic title for a book, by the way, Jamie. But welcome. (laughs) Welcome to The Common Good. Oh, it's great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're so thrilled to have you. All right, let's just talk about kind of big picture. What made you decide to write this book? I think because churches are full of people who drive you crazy. (laughs) And and I think churches today are struggling with unity in Mm. a way that may be different in kind from what we've been used to in the past. Mm. So I talk to pastors who sort of think fondly back to the worship wars of the 1990s and think, wow, it was so much easier. Wow. Even though it didn't feel that way at the time. Um, There are just, there are so many pressures on churches that uh, push us to divide, to be more homogenous, to be with people who think like we do yeah. and act like we do and come from the same backgrounds we do. And the challenge is that's not what the church is supposed to be. That's not what it was in the first century. That's not what mm. it was supposed to be today. Churches are supposed to be places where our unity in Christ, despite all of our differences, mm. shows off the power of Christ to hold us together. Mm. Oh, that's great. First of all, as a pastor, uh, and just as a churchgoer, let me say that uh, I really appreciate you acknowledging that there are people who drive us crazy. I hear you. Uh, so oftentimes when I talk about unity in our church, I try to differentiate between unity and uniformity. People think, oh, we all have mm. to think the same and do this and that. Can you flesh out what, what unity even looks like? What does it look like for the church right now? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an excellent distinction. Uh, unity means that we find that our being the family of God, being brothers and sisters, is a bond that pulls us together, even though we have lots of other differences. Mm. Uniformity is just peace because we don't have those differences. Mm. Uh, and, you know, if you think the New Testament, those churches were initially. Hebrew and Hellenist, so two different cultures of uh, Jewish people in Acts chapter 6, later Jew and Gentile, rich and poor, slave and free. And there's such an emphasis in the New Testament that we're not planting a Jewish church over here and a Gentile church over Mm -hmm. here. Those New Testament churches were to embody all the Christians despite those differences, and in fact, that was a significant way in which the power of God was to be evident in their midst. Mm. So uniformity is super easy. It makes church calm and simple, and yeah. it 
doesn't show off the power of the gospel. Mm. One of the things I know you talk about, this is something that um, Brian and I talk about a lot on the show, is the idea of like church consumerism, mm. that so many mm. of us have kind of a consumer consumeristic mentality when it comes to our church going and our decisions to attend a church. I think you talk about that in your book. So can you unpack that a little bit and how is that connected to loving the ones who drive you crazy? That's a good question. Uh, I worked in sales for a long time before I became a pastor. So I'm an expert in that sense. (laughs) (laughs) And I think so often we shop for a church, like you shop for a car. You're like, Hey, does it have the option I want? Is it going to make me look good? Is it going to give me any trouble? And, uh, that's just not what the New Testament describes church as being. It describes church as being a place where we sacrifice and love for each other because Christ has sacrificed himself for us. We love because he first loved us, First John yeah. 4. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, the, it's, that's particularly relevant when you think about unity despite great differences because uh, Unity is costly, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to church with someone whose politics you disagree with, that's, that's costly. If you go to church with someone whose cultural background is different, so they just don't get you, that's costly. Uh, if you're a Jewish first-century Christian going to church with a bunch of Gentiles, that's costly. Right, right. And so to whatever extent we have our consumeristic mindset when we go to church, we're not good. We may like the idea of diversity. We may applaud it, but we're not going to put up with it when mm. it becomes costly. Oh, that's mm. good. Again, this book, you centered around Romans chapter it's 12 through 15, and you talk about eight truths. So I, I don't want you to give away all the truths. We want people to go get the book. Uh, but which one's most helpful or maybe most challenging for you personally? No. Yeah, well, they all came from things that I found helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the book, the book was written just watching my own congregation uh, work through a lot of disagreements and difficulties in 2020, 2021. Yeah. Uh, we're just a few blocks from the U.S. Capitol. We mm. have very opinionated members. We had lots of things to disagree about. <laughs> uh, and I kept seeing people have a hard time and yet persevere in loving each other. And I kept kind of mapping what they were doing, sometimes even their persistence in loving me back to what I saw there in Romans, uh, maybe a few that, uh, that strike me. Um, so there's a chapter in here, wouldn't we be better off without them? Which I think is a question we often mm. ask. I'm just struck, you know, Paul uses the, the uh, image of the church as the body of Christ in a number of different ways in the New Testament, different application every time. And in Romans, when he uses it, he basically says, not just you need those other people, but you belong to them. Mm. Uh, we are individually members one of another. And I think there's a real power there of saying uh, there's a promise. If you continue to persevere in love for this person, you are going to discover that you act, there's a reason God has you in the same church. You belong to each other. The, the image that comes to my mind is, you know, the, the mixed family after marriage or divorce, if things go well 10 years later, you don't just grit your teeth and love each other because you're supposed to, but you're like, we belong together. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a promise we can have there. Uh, or uh, chapter five in the book, how can I actually be friends with those people? Um, Paul calls us in Romans 12. He's speaking to churches of Jew and Gentile. He says they should have brotherly affection for one another. And he grounds that in hope. Mm. Uh, I think in our society, we, we very often... 
identify ourselves based on our past. The Bible calls us to do so based on our future. And I think there's a real power in understanding the hope of what God is doing in others in your church that actually gives you real affection for them. So mm. there's two, two examples of things that have been powerful for me personally. Oh, that's so good. Jamie Dunlap is an associate pastor at Capitol Hill Baptist Church. We're talking with him about his new book, which has a fantastic title, Love the Ones Who Drive You Crazy, Eight Truths for Pursuing Unity in Your Church comes out next week. Be sure to pre-order a copy. Maybe go ahead and do some Christmas shopping and place many copies of the book. Jamie, um, let me ask you maybe what seems like an obvious question, but why does pursuing unity even matter for the church? Mm. Because easy love really shows off gospel power. Mm. Wow. Uh, If you love those who love you, Jesus says, what reward will you get? Mm. Right? That's easy, but that's, that's not that's not what Christians are called to do. Yeah. He says, love your enemies. And, and uh, if, if that's true, certainly we can love the people who drive us crazy at church. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, we, if so we love the glory of Jesus, if Jesus matters to us, we want to show the world how magnificent he is. Mm-hmm. And part of the way we do that, he says, is by loving his followers, mm. even the ones who you find difficult to love. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, I think so beyond cool. that, there's a real joy here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we pursue Christ and loving people at church who we might not otherwise love, except that we've been loved by him, we discover him more and, and we discover him to be richer. And there's a real joy there. So this is loving the ones who drive you crazy isn't just like I have to do it because Jesus told me to. Yeah. It's also I want to know him. And this is a significant way that I do that. I can see how much better he is. And I realize as I discover what it's like to love all of his family, not just the ones who I naturally would probably be friends with, even if I wasn't a Christian. Right. Yeah, that's so good. Jamie, where can our listeners find and follow you? Oh, I'm so old-fashioned. <laughs> I have nowhere to follow me. <laughs> so sorry. Good for you. Or maybe you're ahead of the game. Well, you can order <laughs> Jamie's book wherever it is you order your books. Again, the title is Love the Ones Who Drive You Crazy, Eight Truths for Pursuing Unity in Your Church. Jamie, thanks so much for being here with us today. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much, both of you. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com